0: Baker Mayfield undraftable off my
1: board The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield What
2: a beautiful throw by the Baker Victor Hasta la vista baby Out! Welcome in to our Sunday game preview edition. Maybe you listen to this on Saturday night maybe this finds you on sunday morning this is the obr film breakdown with jake burns and all eyes on cleveland with brad ward as we traditionally do apologies on my end for the last two days of no no podcast as i was uh, a little crossover issue with our guest thursday night and then you know i talked about doing a pod saturday and i just ran out of things to talk about brad i i'm i can only go solo so many times a week and have content to talk about i run I run dry, man. So I had, uh, I had nothing. Yeah, nothing left to talk about that I thought I could make a podcast worth anybody's time. But we're here for the Sunday edition, and we'll get this thing rocking. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm
0: good. You're such a slacker, Jake. I mean, geez, you only did like what uh, ninety straight, or how many days did you do in a row of pods?
2: It was a lot. It was a long streak of days. I can't tell you the number specifically, but it was an embarrassing total of like this guy's a loser. Um,
0: I, I, I saw yeah. your, uh, your fireside chat at blue wire.
2: It's, it's On a lot. It we was a lot. About that. I think it was like June to, I took one day off before a game. Can't remember which game it was. It was the game where I think three weeks ago, maybe, I don't know. I took that Saturday off. Cause you kind of, kind of run out. You just, you genuinely do by the end of the week. If you can't get someone to talk with you by the end of the week, it's like, what are you going to talk about? We can talk yeah. about the Lions, though. Let's talk about a couple numbers from this game, Brad, that are going to be interesting. Um, as we always do, we talk about the spread. It is all the way up to 12 now, as it appears like – is it Tim Doyle? Tim Doyle is starting at quarterback? Boyle? He's Doyle? the guy. That's – yep. Tim Boyle. Okay, got it. Sorry, guys. So you Doyle, come to this oh, podcast Doyle. for knowledge, and I can't get the guy's name right. B- um, O'Doyle oh, rules. So, yes, O'Doyle <laughs> rules. Uh, Jared Goff with the oblique appears to be out. He's doubtful right now. Seems like he's not going to play. Uh, Jamal Williams is questionable for Detroit and Trey Flowers is already out. So Tim Boyles, your starting quarterback for the Browns. I will say this, um, you know, Troy Hill and Anthony Schwartz have already been ruled out. Uh, I know that Tack McKinley's a questionable going into this game, and I have heard that Donovan Peoples-Jones is is trending toward being out. So that's going to make things hard on Cleveland because they're already operating with a limited number of receivers, and now this situation makes it even harder as Donovan was one of their few guys who could really do some things for them downfield. And with Schwartz and Peoples-Jones out, you're looking at Higgins, Landry, who's already beat up, and then they elevated from the practice squad. Uh, I cannot remember who they elevated. Um, the Again, you guys come here for knowledge, and I don't have the Bradley. answer right in front of not Jamar Bradley, although they may have already brought him up. Uh, I, I know that we had put it in our Slack here. Uh, Lawrence Cager is who they brought up from the ah. practice squad. Cager is a 6'5", 220-pound second-year player out of Georgia. Signed with the Jets as an undrafted free agent in 2020. Spent the first 10 weeks on the Jets practice squad before signing with the active roster during week 13. He totaled 35 receiving yards and two catches in his career. All of it, all of those were in his NFL debut First start in week three against the Colts last year. He signed with the Browns practice squad October 4th, 2021, aware number 83. So it's going to be a weird receiving group tomorrow. I'm not guaranteeing people's Jones doesn't play, but from people I trust on this situation, I have heard that he won't play. Now, the numbers at 12, personally, based on how Baker Mayfield's body feels, uh, I just find 12 to be a high number. Even this is just going to be a weird game. So bet on this game if you're an absolute degenerate. The number for Over under is 42.5, Brad. Uh, The number, like I said, 12 is now could up to 12 or even 13 by tomorrow. And in the money line, Cleveland is minus 650, Detroit's plus 450. So I don't know. Any impressions on that, Brad?
0: Not really. I I mean, I'm with like you, I I wouldn't touch the 12.5 just because, you know, impressions of this game going in are that the Lions just play really hard like I mean we I mean they're bad it's but they're not they can beat anybody I mean look what they did to the Ravens look what they did to the to the Steelers right they fared Mm -hmm. pretty well against the North I guess they got crushed by the Bengals but I mean against the Ravens and the Steelers I mean they gave them both of them everything they could handle uh so I mean it's I don't look at this game like like it's a rollover win. I mean, I guess Boyle kind of changes that <laughs> a little bit. I don't know what to expect from Boyle, but that probably changes it a little bit uh, compared to if Goff was playing. But, you know, either way, it's kind of a lose-lose situation. I mean, if you win by a lot, everybody's going to be like, well, yeah, you were supposed to. But if you don't win by a lot, people are going to be like, oh, you know, Browns are playing, still playing like crap. So not a great situation to be in here
2: no i'm trying to look at some things on tim boyle um i don't see i don't see many positive things his career at connecticut i think he had one touchdown and 13 interceptions in his career his first three years and then i think he i think he ended up at east carolina maybe i again i apologize that you guys come here for great great information but this guy is a relative unknown he did so he was he in his 2013 he had uh, his freshman season he had a 44 percent completion percentage 59 of a buck 33 no touchdowns eight interceptions his sophomore year 43 of 82 for a touchdown three picks and 355 yards he had he was pretty terrible and then he goes to Eastern Kentucky in, in 2017 and goes 21. Sorry, 201 of 327, so he gets up to 61% completion, 2,134 yards, but he throws 11 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. For his career, Brad, at the college level, 12 touchdowns, 26 interceptions. He's thrown four NFL passes, three of four for 15 yards. He threw three, four passes in 2019 with Green Bay. He must interview well. I don't know. I have That's no idea how this remarkable. guy is. It yeah. is remarkable. No clue how he's hung on. I don't have any... Um, preseason data for him let me see if i can find that while we're just kind of chatting here um this has to change things there's no way uh it it would let me put this question to you brad yeah if they found a way to lose this game even with some of the things they're dealing with if you Uh, lose to tim boyle it's like this is this is over i mean it's over no matter what but it's it's like embarrassingly embarrassingly
0: over right right yeah i mean this is that it would be a I can't imagine a more embarrassing loss, really. I mean, this guy, the, those stats are shocking. I don't know how you even find yourself in a position to try out for the league with those statistics out of for small colleges. That, not even an impressive conference or whatnot, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, all he needs to do on Sunday, Jake, is turn around and hand the ball off, right? So that, Which well, I mean, that's, that's what that's they'll what they, do. That's, that's what, what they'll they do. They have Swift. Again, that's what they're going to do to us. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They have DeAndre Swift. They have, um, you know, they have Jamar Jefferson. They have uh, Godwin Igubuke, who I I was stunned. This doesn't happen very often. Godwin was an unbelievable running back at Pickerington North in Central Ohio. He yeah. and I was like a, amazed how good this young running back was. Goes to to Northwestern and decides he's playing safety comes into the NFL, has been playing safety, and all of a sudden switches back to running back in the NFL. And he had a remarkable like, 40-yard touchdown run last week. I, I, wild, <laughs> wild to me. Here's some stuff from Doyle's preseason stats. Okay, In 2018 with Green Bay, he was 26 of 53, 294, three touchdowns, two interceptions. In 2019, he had a nice preseason. He had an 80.1. Overall grade seventy eight point four pass grade he's thirty four of fifty seven six touchdowns no interceptions a 59, uh sorry three hundred fifty six yards and then with Detroit wow. this year he was twenty two of thirty nine uh, one thirty five and a touchdown in the preseason so he does have a one eighty two of a buck forty nine not a great completion percentage fifty five percent but seven hundred eighty five yards ten touchdowns two interceptions so better than what he was doing in his college career but nonetheless. This might be up there, Brad, for one of the worst starting quarterbacks the NFL has ever seen, right?
0: I would have to agree. And my question to you is going to be like, well, when I heard them say, well, Goff might not play or whatever, and the other option is David Blau. Well, we saw David Blau look pretty good in in some preseason games, didn't we? I mean, I thought he would be the option. I had no idea who this guy was.
2: No idea either. I thought Blau was too. He's on the depth chart as their second guy. Now, I don't know if he's hurt. Um, I don't, I don't have any idea, but I do know, uh, this would be a terrible one to lose. As we look at, uh, earlier, we mentioned, uh, some of the stuff that's surprising in this series, Detroit actually leads this series, Brad 19 to five, and they've been playing for a long time. These two have got together since the 50s. So it's not like there have always been, you know, some of the more modern runs of law, like they've been losing to Detroit for a long time. The only years they have beat Detroit, 1954, 1964, they beat them in 75 and 83, and then the last win was in 2001 against the Lions. They beat them in 01, 24 to 14. In that game, your Browns were led by Ty Detmer. Sorry, no, your Detroit Lions had Ty Detmer. Ty Detmer got tossed Mm -hmm. around a little bit there. Tim Couch goes 12 of 20 for a buck 38, three touchdowns, two picks. James Jackson runs for 124 yards on 31 attempts. And Kevin Johnson, Quincy Morgan, and Sean O'Hara have your touchdown receptions in the game. Pretty ugly football game all around. Otherwise, the Browns have lost. Let's see. They lost in 89, 92, 95, 05, 09, 13, and 17. They've lost them all. It has been a – I I can't say as I look at this, Brad, that I have – I have any idea how long, and this is this does include four postseason games, so those happened, obviously, before the two split to AFC-NFC. Um, I can't imagine there's many teams with better records all time against the Browns. I can't no. imagine. So that one surprised me.
0: It's a storied history of the Great Lakes Classic there, uh, Jake. Uh, they played every year in the preseason for, mm-hmm. like, the last 10 years, right, or something like that? I, I, I think so. Do they still exchange something for this game, like it's a college game of, what, of sorts?
1: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility, at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
2: Yeah. they used to they didn't play in the preseason this year right obviously no. cuz they played a regular season game no. but yeah i mean this is uh, it's going to feel like a preseason game in a lot of ways sure with who's is. on the field yeah. um for uh betting purposes i think some some numbers that stand out to me Jarvis Landry over 49 and a half yards hey somebody's got to catch a football uh, somebody's Whew. got to nick Chubb over 84 rushing yards if the browns plan to win that has to happen mm mm-hmm. mhm Austin Hooper under two and a half receptions is an interesting one because he's currently averaging 2.7. I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe that one gets over. Yeah. Uh, and then this uh, this site here says Baker Mayfield over 221. I don't know about that. You don't think Baker should be playing. Tell tell, tell everybody why you think it might have been a good idea to take it this week off.
0: I just – he's got knee, foot, Shoulder. Well, the shoulder's not going to get better, but certainly the knee and the foot can't get better. And I heard people talking about how he can't plant. Mm -hmm. And you're playing the Lions in in Boyle. Like, you're telling me that your $9 million backup quarterback can't do the same thing that he did against a much better Denver Broncos team this week and get some rest before you have to go to Baltimore for Sunday night football in two of the biggest games of the season. I mean, like, this just seems like an ideal place to rest him, Jake. I just don't really understand what the point of running him out there is.
2: I don't either. There's been no discussion. He will not back off of this I'm playing thing. And it's just weird to me because he spent so much time talking about how he's hurt this week. Like, right. I'm the most beat up I've ever been, so uh-huh. on and so forth. I I don't know, man. It's It's pretty strange what's going on because if he's leaning on the I'm hurt thing, I cannot imagine – Case Keenum's not that bad. He's not Tim Boyle. Like, what are we doing? You have no. a serviceable backup for this exact reason. I I don't know, though. I've told myself I, re- I did a pod on Baker for 30 minutes the other day. I'm not going into it anymore. He's making his bed. He's doing the things he's doing. He can live in that bed, and it doesn't make any sense to me either. Let's do our three keys, Brad. I think that that's probably best at this time. Um, let's do what we usually do. I like you throw me yours and then I'll bounce some of mine off of what you have to say as well. Go ahead with your first one.
0: Yeah. So this first one, you know, it's going to be hard not to rant about, but I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the defense just for a second. Like be different, be aggressive. <laughs> like I want to be like a cheerleader, like be aggressive, be <laughs> aggressive, Jake. Like, I don't know, like uh, d- be different, be aggressive. like, Change something, right? Like, mm-hmm. all serious. In all seriousness, like I ran it about this on as a guest on a show on uh, Tuesday night about Joe Woods a little bit. Like I can't defend the guy anymore, really, Jake. I do something like they do something different. Like you have to be different in the NFL on a week to week basis, and I just feel like. He's, like, too much of, like, this is who we are. Here we are. This is us, right? And we're going to—and we're going to—this is what we're going to do every week. Like, and they did it—like, they did something different against the Bengals, and then they went right back to what they did before, right? So, like, be different and be aggressive. Like, blitz this guy. Like, you made the mistake of letting a rookie not get blitzed at all in the last game. This guy— has thrown three pa- four passes in the NFL, right? Three for four, all time. Can we apply some pressure, maybe get a little exotic? I doubt this guy's an ace back there at uh, at reading your secondary.
2: I wish. They've got to get creative, man. If they don't get creative and just sit there. But, I, I, again, based on what we've seen from Woods, I'm almost guaranteeing he doesn't. I'm not saying... <laughs> okay i'm almost guaranteeing i think he's gonna say we're gonna play vanilla and you you know you need to find a way to beat us just find a way we'll be we'll be very simple and you find your your tim your tim boyle or whatever you know like find a way to beat us i i would not be surprised if he's very very uh very very regular in approach i don't think you're gonna see some giant uptick to 14 or 15 blitzes in this game or anything i think they're going to be super vanilla and try to just beat detroit the way they are and keep the stuff that he maybe is back pocketing for baltimore next week you know so that's my guess that's my guess guess, but you're right you don't have to blitz though to be aggressive brad you can get down in people's faces and make them uncomfortable you know
0: absolutely and i guess i when i say be aggressive i just mean like okay like boils the quarterback you know they're gonna run the football Let's load up the box and, and stop the run. Cause you know, that's what they're going to try to do to you. That's mm-hmm. really their only chance of winning the game and moving the ball pretty much. And I think you should be okay. I
2: think you should be okay too. Um, do not let Detroit run the football. And I, I don't know. I don't know what other way you can say it. If you let them run the football, they'll hang around in this game. They really will because yeah. they ran it really well last week. And uh with extra they put extra linemen on the field they got super physical and it's it's one again that i talk about all the time one of those nobody leaves in those games one of those games where you think the browns are supposed to to beat these guys back. it's it's uh it's, it's one of those i hate them i hate them so much when your team's on the wrong end of them but eventually cleveland's talent has to win out they just they have to win out so we'll see i just don't expect this to be a fun game I, I don't expect it to be fun, like Cincinnati was biters. a few weeks ago. Kneecap by They're going to gnaw him, if I recall. That yeah. was the uh, that was the verb he went with. What's your second one?
0: <laughs> no. Um, I mean, this is so obvious. This stuff is so obvious, Jake. I feel kind of silly saying it, but, I mean, the mm-hmm. Browns have to play a clean game, right? Like, so they can't turn it over, and they can't have a, you know, egregious amount of penalties – or else you're gonna let them stay in the game, right? So just play a, a clean game. Like, don't mm-hmm. turn it over. Don't do stupid stuff. Don't have dumb penalties, and you should be okay. I
2: know That's the hope. Really
0: they, oversimplified, but I
2: mean, you almost have on. to be oversimplified this week. You 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 cannot you cannot afford to lose this game by beating yourself, right? If Detroit beats you, fine. Won't be cool, but whatever. If you're beating yourself with penalties and drops and interceptions and fumbles, that is where it can get really ugly. This game, again, has a chance to, if it goes south, almost like the Denver game in 2019, where that was a game they got beat by. Who'd they get beat by? Brandon Allen? Was that who it yep. was back then?
0: Yeah. First that NFL you're start. like,
2: you're like, what? And it How has happened. It has some of those vibes. If they don't show up ready to play, if they don't show up ready to play and they don't take it to them right off the bat, if you can get out in front, and that's the formula always for them. Right, Brad, you got to play out in front early. You got to play through. They have committed themselves to playing through the run and that's how they'll do it. If they don't play through the run and they somehow fall behind early, that's when things get really dicey for your Cleveland Browns. They have to be out in front and you have to put Tim, Tim Boyle in as many pass situations as possible. Let's hear your third one.
0: So my third one is kind of different, but I agree with you completely that you have to lead with the run. You have to stick with the run. You have to get... But if you get the lead, okay, so hypothetically you get some sort of a lead, let's feed Jarvis early. Let's get him some touches early. Let's get him involved. Like A lot of the times when the Browns start fast, it's because they get him involved early, right? And he Mm -hmm. gets things going, and he gets everybody fired up. So get him involved early. You know, we've said the same thing about another wide receiver that's not here anymore, but I think if you, you can do it with Jarvis, I've seen him do it before with Jarvis, and even if the game gets a little out of hand, like, let's get the ball to some people so maybe we can go into Baltimore where I don't have to watch an interview where you know, Jarvis Landry looks like he's about ready to cry, right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, When Mary Mm -hmm. Kay asked him about getting the football. Like, maybe we can get some people involved and happy and we can, you know, I don't know, maybe that's asking too much.
2: I mean somebody from the wide receiver room the skill position group has to get involved if D, it, right? if yeah. DPJ is out I mean you're even you're even more thin you're jets thin right because you technically would only have one healthy wide receiver you know that's not a secret Jarvis is playing on a beat up lower half and with some of the limited athleticism he already has for him to be beat up in the lower body he's he's an even worse athlete at that point so I do hope Jarvis gets involved somehow you know I'd hope he could get over 50 yards like we talked about earlier I'm just not feeling great about it. But then, you know, it's too. It's uh, how how else? Who else are you get involved? It's got to be Higgins. going to be these three tight. Ty- they're going to live in 13 personnel. They're going to live in it. Yeah. They're going to be limited speed wise. They're going to run the football a ton. I would think Nick is a 200 yard player tomorrow. Like they could really run him, try to push him for 200 yards because I just don't think they have the personnel to throw. They have a quarterback who's been cold for a good portion of the season, like almost all of the season. And I would not want to put uh, very much on, on anybody in the passing game right now because they spent all week talking about, Brad, how it's broken. They're missing personnel, and it's not going to fix itself in a week here. And you're, you're missing important pieces. So it's you're dicey. Right. You better run the ball. I think they plan to. But, you know, in the NFL, the other guys, even though they may not be the higher Madden rating players, there's still NFL guys. There's still guys out there earning a paycheck. There's still guys who can win at the point of attack. And if you show up thinking you're owed a win or we're going to win because of reputation or something along, it gets dangerous, man. That's why I do expect it to be an ugly game with a low score that no one's going to enjoy. Your Browns are probably going to win you know, 17-10 or 19-10, something like that. But you're going to be like, God, oh, that wasn't fun. You know, like, it eh, wasn't yeah. fun. So guess- that's where I'm at with it. Yeah,
0: you're, I I know you're right, like, and and you're right about Chubb and stuff. It's like, I just want him to, I guess I'm wishing for something that's not there, right? Like, Higgins was so good in the last seven games last year. Like, maybe one of the best receivers in the league, he played like it, right? Like, I mean, I don't think he's that kind of a talent, but, like, the numbers he put up in his last seven games were remarkable. Like, once again, same pattern, he finds himself in the doghouse somehow. This happens every year, right? But when he's on the field he produces, so if it's not Landry, then get Higgins involved or something. I I know you can't fix it in one week, but maybe you can feel a little bit better about the past game going into Baltimore. I guess that would be my hope and that may be asking too much.
2: I think it could be fine to be a hope, um, but it's like if you're expecting these guys to come out and throw for 300 yards, sure. then you're, you are you got to really check your expectations because they're really sure. dealing with guys. They don't play at the position a ton, one being hurt, already a limited athlete. Higgins has been, I don't know, floating out in left field all year. Like, I don't know what's going on with him. He's been a complete no show after what happened last year. And you're going to play a ton of tight ends. You're not going to play Lawrence Cager a ton. You're not going to play. maybe they do. They played Jamarcus. I don't know, man, or maybe I don't even know. It's, is Felton back. I, I don't, I didn't, did Felton make Felton, his way back?
0: Felton is back.
2: Okay. So maybe they intertwine Felton with some slot stuff. And that can, that can be a thing. I, it's, it's just not, you shouldn't be optimistic about it. And that's not to say they're not going to win the game. I just don't sure. think they're going to throw it to win this game. And they better not fall behind. If you recall the jets game in 2020 they fell behind they fell behind because some trickery stuff and i think that the i think the lines will throw some trick some trick stuff at them why not sure. you're, you have you have no, no one thinks you're winning the game do some fun things that can maybe give you a cheap couple points and then all of a sudden you're making cleveland fight up an uphill battle and you never know what happens at that point so i expect some things like that what's your prediction for tomorrow brad um
0: i had uh uh thirty one twenty one written down here um that's right at ten points. It's twelve and a half right now. I mean, I said I would stay away from it, but it could it could end up 31-27. It could end up twenty four. You know, and they. Mm-hmm. I, I guess thirty one points. Once again, I'm I'm trying to be optimistic that they put up thirty one points. That may be a little bit a bit uh, too much there.
2: Well, if the Detroit gives them a little bit of help, you have to hope you can turn Detroit over with this group turn one or over, two times. Yeah, yeah.
0: short field here or there.
2: Yeah, I think 19-10 is where I feel pretty comfortable it's going to be and 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 if you give up more than 14 to 17 points to this Lions team that already was bad with Goff and not trusting him if you listen to my preview earlier this week with Russell Brown not moving the ball at all or trusting Goff now bringing in Boyle if you let them then I already have a feeling where this is all going but I I just can't imagine you could leave that game feeling good If even if you won like you you cannot let detroit do those things uh, that that are pretty predictable in this game so 19-10 should be the outcome i'm not looking forward to this is probably the least looked forward to game in my browns <laughs> fandom like i just in terms of weighing expectations coming off the game they're coming off with the with the lose lose situation even if you beat them well you should have beat them if it's close oh, i can't believe it was close if it's a blowout that should have happened it's just and if you lose it's even blow up it bad it could get real ugly it'll be real real real, real, it will it will here's the
0: thing though jake you kind of got to look at it like this right like okay yeah maybe it's ugly maybe what happens but just get out of there with a win because if you get out of there with the win then at least you have this this quirky schedule right with Mm -hmm. baltimore twice in three weeks at least you have that in front of you so you control some sort of what happens next so just get the win and give yourself a shot. I guess.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a win. Find a way to win game. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be like mid forties. It's ninety percent above precipitation chance from like eleven to four up in Cleveland. Ten to twenty mile per hour winds, not great at all. And um, but like you said, like we're talking about here, Browns are a run game team. There they should be able to handle this game based on the personnel. Uh, for both sides of the football the lions they should win this game get out of it with the win wherever you can and then go flip the coin against baltimore who's not playing very well either so um right. yeah this was fun uh brad I, well it's fun it's probably more fun than we're gonna have watching this game tomorrow yeah, but i think this was this
0: is a blast so if you're if you're not enjoying the game you know come back and listen to us again
2: <laughs> yeah just played on repeat where we talk about how miserable <laughs> the game could be so yeah hopefully the browns find a way to win and get to Six and five, and then go take a shot at Baltimore a couple times. Brad, this was great. Appreciate your time, as usual, my friend.
0: Thanks, Jake. You're the best, man. All
2: right, guys, we are wrapping this one up. We're done here. We are going to both have our own you know, podcast that we do after the game. Check out the OBRs before and after, pre-game and post-game coverage. As usual, we appreciate your time. Have a great Saturday night or Sunday morning, and go Browns.